With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Hello, I'm Ian Brannan, and joining me to guide you through this week's episode is the man who was the unlikely star of the GP qualifier in Glasgow last weekend. Oh my God, that was an absolutely fantastic race! And Tom Brennan mixing it up with the 2012 champion of the world! Later on in this episode, we're going to hear all about his exploits in Glasgow. We're going to also speak to all four of the qualifiers as well. Nikolai Clint, Chris Holder, Dan Bewley and Tobias Musilak are all going to be on this episode. Episode. We've also got reaction from the Monday night fixture between the Peterborough Panthers and the Ipswich Witches. We're going to hear from Rob Lyon, Richie Hawkins and Bjarne Pedersen. A bit of a surprise, a couple of signings as well through the course of the last seven days. We're going to catch up with Adam Ellis a little later, who is also a rider who's qualified for the GP Challenge. He did his business in Terenzano. And uh, Wolves have made an addition to their lineup with a new rising star. Leon Flint is now a wolf and we're going to hear from him as well. I think it's our biggest episode we've ever done. Lots to cram in, Premiership, Championship and Grand Prix Qualifier, all rammed in with myself and Tom Brennan. Stay with us. No breaks, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. So welcome along. It is an epic edition this time round. There's a lot to get through. And, uh, you know, I could have cut some stuff out, but I've left it all in there because I think it's all good. And um, the way it's going to work is um, part one, we're going to chat with Tom and find out more about uh, him and the GB youth setup and and all that kind of stuff. And then talk through the, the premiership action from the last few days and look ahead to what's coming up. Uh, part two, we're going to be at uh, Glasgow uh, reacting to that Speedway Grand Prix qualifier of which Tom was the unlikely star, so um, lots more to come on that front, and we're speaking to all four of the qualifiers as well. And uh, then in the third part, it's all about the championship and uh, all the stuff that's coming up there and looking ahead to those fixtures. And, and not least, hearing from Adam Ellis, who is a new signing for uh, Scunthorpe. So all that to come here on No Breaks, No Fear. But let's welcome our guest this episode. Here is Tom Brennan. Hi, Tom. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. 
It's our pleasure. Um, of course, Tom, you're a, you're a rider for the Bellevue Aces and the Eastbourne Eagles in the championship, but you were also thrust into international action at the weekend. You were a track reserve along with Drew Kemp at uh, Glasgow for the Grand Prix qualifier and um, obviously not knowing if you're even going to ride or get any time on track or not, but um, before you know it, you're straight in at the deep end. You end up with four rides, nine points, and the Speedway world sitting up and taking notice about Tom Brennan now? Oh, well, um, as you say, I mean, it's been a been a pretty hectic week. Um, obviously, being being a um, reserve for a Grand Prix qualifier um, was always a dream, and um, to sort of have the opportunity was, uh, was a um, big shock. But obviously, for me, it was uh, was great, and obviously, we... Um, we um, took it with both hands, and uh, like you say, turn up, turn up for a reserve is always a pretty un, un, un sort of steady um, sort of feeling because obviously you aren't, you aren't sure whether you should prepare for this race or next race and what helmet colour, and obviously can be a little bit stressful at times. But um, now, as you say, great, great a meeting for me, but a um, a um, great opportunity, and definitely learned a lot from that experience. So yeah, been a uh, been a pretty hectic week, but definitely wouldn't change a thing about it. <laughs> and with these qualifiers, um, even the even the star riders only found out where they were riding fairly short notice, didn't they? So it was all it all happens pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, as yeah, as you say, I mean everything happens very quick, and that's obviously nature of speedway. So um, no, as you say, very very grateful um, to have the opportunities that I have and to have the team around me. And um, as you say, um, things are very unpredictable in speedway, but um, I definitely couldn't be in a better position with um, Eastbourne and Bellevue. And it was a change of plan as well because, of course, you were due to be racing in the under-21 qualifier in Germany and then there was that decision for you not to go because of the, the COVID restrictions there. You'd potentially have been in, in isolation for, for 10 days and obviously that wouldn't have yeah. been good for, for many levels. So that that was um, a, a, another part of it, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was really disappointing. Um, I mean, we were sort of looking at it maybe two, three weeks before saying, you know, how is this how is this really going to happen um with obviously quarantine and obviously getting into germany and also racing you know obviously that was also the big problem um and because there was no exemptions for elite sportsmen so obviously that's sort of what got us out of the quarantine beforehand but um in this situation we didn't have that didn't have that option so it was very much touch and go for quite a while and um it was uh, i think it was maybe on the monday um obviously we're, we're meant to be leaving on the I'm sorry. We're meant to be leaving on the Friday. Um, we we then um, we then got the call from Neil to say, "Look, it's off." And that was a um, huge, huge um, disappointing moment, really, because that was a that that was definitely a big moment for myself, and obviously a um, a um, huge moment for Drew too. And for us to be taken out the one at Bellevue to start off with, um, obviously we then we then lost two riders then, um, and then we also lost two riders going to Germany. So pretty disappointed for team gb and obviously not to get a wild card is also also pretty pretty disheartening but um we have to we have to sort of take that on the chin and and and, and sort of prove prove that we are good enough for that for that scene and um keep our heads down and work keep um keep on working hard so yeah very very disappointing but everything happens for a reason and um definitely definitely is going to stop anything anything my end so well, that was my next question because there was talk of um, would there be a wild card in, in the Speedway Star last week, and and that's not the case then. No, no, it's um, I'm unfortunately it didn't happen. Um, I I believe Drew's maybe the um, sixth reserve, um, whereas I didn't actually get a reserve spot. But there you go. I, th- I think that's what Team GB have sort of been left with, and unfortunately, that's that's sort of what what we have to deal with at the moment. So. Well, that's a shame, isn't it? Especially yeah. after the performance that you've shown that you can mix it with with the big boys, let alone the, the rest of the under twenty one scene. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, big disappointment, but there you go. We have to take it and, uh, and uh, move on. So. We're going to talk more about the Glasgow qualifier in more detail in part two of the podcast uh, in a little while. I'm going to cover the premiership first. But before we do any of that, I just want to talk about the youth setup in British Speedway because it's something that often gets talked about and a lot of the work goes on out of the gaze of most of the public. And of course, we see the benefits of that through the Rising Star system. You are a rising star. You're also in the uh, GB Speedway team for the for the under-21s, as, as we've discussed. Let's just hear from Chris Louie because the youth set up in British Speedway is uh, very close to his heart. He is, uh, of course, the uh, promoter at Ipswich Speedway, but a board director at British Speedway Promoters Limited. And uh, here's what he had to say about the British successes over the course of the last weekend. Yeah, the lads all uh, just you know, showed, showed how much they're coming on. You know, they're, they're accomplished performers now, um, obviously both here and, and uh, in particular in Poland, where you know, the world scene is kind of all about at the moment. So, um, yeah, I was really pleased to see uh, the three lads do so well. And on top of that, Tom Brennan getting four rides at Glasgow and uh, getting himself nine points was, was fantastic, you know, showing that he can mix it uh, with some of the best in the world. You know, we're making strides with the Rising Stars and, and uh, No Limits and, and Team GB Academy and, you know, the various programmes that we're lucky to have. And we're, we're it's slowly making a difference. But, you know, those guys need to see the likes of Dan and, and uh, Robert and, and Adam doing what they're doing and actually making progress moving on to the world scene. So, uh, you know, we're just going to wish them the best now in, in, the, um, in the challenge. Well, there's Chris Louis there and uh, special praise for Tom Brennan, who is our guest in this episode in that. Um, Tom, just talk us through some of the work that goes on that fans don't see as a Speedway rider because... You're putting a lot of work in. You know, your success hasn't come overnight. You've been working very hard with a lot of the right people. Um, but also there's various help coming from Team GB as well. And as um, Chris Lewis mentioned there, the No Limits programme and, and the various training that's going on, even in the off-season, to, to help improve the uh, the upcoming talent and give you the best chance of following in their footsteps of uh, the likes of Dan Bewley or Ty Woofend and Robert Lambert and so on. Where do I even start? Um, sort of work. Work never really stops. Um, it never really sort of stops mentally. Um, never really sort of stops physically. You know, you're always washing bikes, and obviously at the stage that I am in my career, um, bikes are very much to do yourself too. And you come home from a meeting, you obviously drive home, and it's probably three three in the morning. In some cases, um, especially from Glasgow. Um, so you know, you then have to wake up, do the bikes, and then go again. And you might have a double header, and it's it's all hard work. But um, I'm um, I'm um, very lucky to have a good team behind me. Obviously, Carl Cummings, who is my who is um, my um, mechanic. He's been very good um, since the start of the year and very grateful to have him and obviously all the other support um, around me. And like you say, with the um, with the Team GB stuff, um, that's a great honour to be a part of once again. I mean, I've, I've been a part of that from their No Limits team, which is like their, their sort of youth category um, since about 2018. So quite a while now. And the distance that I've come from then to where I'm at now is obviously huge. And... Um, mainly in the off season um it's 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 a huge help because you can be very lazy in the off season you know you can sort of sit back and go oh you know this is this is a life and uh, obviously eat and drink whatever you want and um have have a bit of fun which is obviously all, all what it's about but they then get you into shape for the start of the year and 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 sort of get your head right um you know which is obviously a main main thing in speedway and uh, I'm, I'm i'm obviously very grateful and i'm sure a lot of the other boys are very grateful to be a part of it and uh you know, even even people like um like um Charles Wright and obviously Kyle Howarth, all those all those people that that 
are obviously a bit older they're obviously involved in it too to try and help them so you know team gb aren't 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 solely just about the youth you know they obviously trying to help all the british speedway and um i think they're doing a very good job of it so i'm, I'm very very honored and very pleased to be part of this situation we got going so and also they work on uh, the, the the mental aspect of both competition and, and keeping yourself right um, in, in that department as well, which is something that never used to be part of Speedway. If you, if you talk to some of the some of the old timers, shall we say, you know, that was never part of it. But they'll all tell you that it is crucial to success and, and they all wish that they'd, they'd had that kind of support. Yeah, I mean, as you say, I mean, mentally is is probably 90, 95% of 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 speedway you know um i could be the fittest most most bravest guy in speedway and um not be able to score a point but it's um mainly the people that are that are very good on the bike that can um read situations very well and 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 that have that um self-belief that obviously people as in as in athletes need you know so for me i mean that's obviously been a huge struggle um for myself personally and obviously start this year has been a huge a huge mental game in to try and get myself into that right mindset and I've had some very good people to help me with that um, and to sort of make me realise how important that is um, because if you're confident and you believe in yourself, you believe in your um, equipment, you believe in your team, everything, you know, that that then is a huge part in your whole success and like you say, I mean, I think, I think mentally, obviously everyone sort of knows to be good at speedway to be good at any sort of professional sport you need to be mentally strong um so for me that's obviously a huge part of it and obviously to try and keep yourself feeling good and you know sleeping well and eating well all that um sort of stuff comes into play too but it, but it all but it all mainly comes down to your mental aspect really you know so no exactly and so uh, how did you get started in speedway what was your your way into it and and, and all that kind of stuff <laughs> so um my um my brother ben so he actually used to um race um grass track and before i could even remember probably on a on a on a little peewee ktm bike or whatever when i was probably about four years old jumping over little tires or whatever and it was always <laughs> oh when can i do my first my first um grass track meeting and as soon as i turned six which was the age you could actually get a license we then went straight into the grass track scene and that was you know that, that was a great time in my life and was a great time for my family because everyone knows you know grass track is always a always a real fun thing to be a part of and uh before we knew it we ended up going pretty good and we sort of won a few championships in the grass track when i was uh, very young which was which was really cool and obviously as a little kid you don't really sort of respect or sort of understand what, what obviously what you're doing at that time so for me that was that was really cool and then uh we, we, we sort of got involved in the speedway purely because um because of my brother again um we sort of just sort of gave it a crack and we didn't really know what we were doing. You know, we used to turn up with this bike and you know, we used to have a stand or used to just have the petrol can and that was it, you know. So it was it was, it, 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 it was very much raw sort of racing um, for me. And it was only until we really met Martin Dugard that, that things really sort of made the change for the speedway. You know, obviously b- before then it was always a grass track and when we met Martin it sort of changed to the speedway and... Um, since then, I've never looked back and I've enjoyed every moment that I've had and I want to keep taking these moments that I have now, especially like the Grand Prix qualifiers and anything that I can and to try and make my career into what I want it to be because, you know, that that's always been the dream and people have put a lot of money, a lot of time into me and I want to prove to them that obviously, you know, this is what I want to do and, yeah. Yeah, I think if you're under the under the, uh, the, the wing of somebody like Martin Dugard, you're never going to be far wrong in the Speedway world. <laughs> no, and obviously, you know, Martin and, and the and the whole Dugar family have a massive name behind them too. And, you know, Martin 
Martin's helped me since I was very young and he's 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 pretty much my dad now you know he's been um he's he's been there since since day one for me really so for to 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 having him by my side and showing me the way rounds and you know obviously Martin at times can be pretty ruthless which everybody knows and but that's only only to help me so um you know I'm I'm very grateful to have that and obviously my um my um girlfriend's been a huge part of um what's been going on lately you know she's been a huge rock for me and like I say, everything that's going on at the moment, um, I've, I've, I've just been very lucky to have these people around me and I continue to work hard and to, and to keep proving to them that this is what I want to do. So, Well, good for you. And I think people will, will hear you talking like that and, and, and see that, you know, that you've got solid solid grounding behind you, that you're not, yeah. uh, you know, it's not kind of any fluke that the success you're having, that there's, there's a lot of work gone in and you've got good people around you. So, you know, yeah. fantastic for you. Um, let's look at the uh, some action then from from this week. We'll we'll come to the the, the Glasgow qualifier um, in in the next part of the podcast. So that's that's on the way. But we're going to turn our attention to the Premiership uh, first up and look at the action from last night. Uh, Peterborough against Ipswich Panthers top of the table. Um, people scoffed at the the dad's army that they they'd put together, as it's been called. Um, experience uh, paying off. Um, combined age of about two hundred and fifty, I think it is. Um, but uh, they have got th- three ex Grand Prix riders and and a strong young talent in in Jordan Palin. And if they can stay fit, the the Panthers are are a tough team to beat, aren't they? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, people can sort of take the mick as much as they want, but you know, that, that's a very experienced, very good team and. You sort of turn up there, and it's like every sort of childhood name that you see, and you know it's like wow, you know this this is really happening. And obviously for Jordan to be a part of that too, I mean, obviously you mentioned Jordan Palin then. Um, he's um he's he's only what sixteen, seventeen at the moment, I think. Um, and for him to be at the level that he's at now, he's obviously doing a really, really good job. And I'm sure to have those people around him, like like um, Nichols and and obviously Bianca and all that. All them are probably pushing him forward massively. You know, he's probably years ahead of a lot of guys. Um, I would say definitely years ahead of a lot of guys. And um, you know, I think I think Jordan will keep will keep getting better. And obviously, it's only the start. And he hasn't even done a year in the championship before the start of this year. So for him, it's obviously all learning and experience, same as it is for all of us. Um, but yeah, as you say, <laughs> Peter have been doing well. But us, you know, there's obviously things to come from Bellevue yet. And um, I, I believe the whole Bellevue team is really good, and I'm obviously very pleased to be part of that. And and um, I hope we can we can get a few matches soon to uh, to get us at that table. So, well, it was Peterborough who took the spoils. They moved top of the Premiership with a tense 47-43 win over local rivals Ipswich at the East of England Arena. Bjarne Pedersen and skipper Scott Nichols were the Panthers' heroes in a last heat decider, with a second successive 4-2 after Ulrich Ostergaard had superbly overtaken Jake Allen in heat 14 to. Set up the victory. Let's hear from one of those heroes right now. Here's Bjarne Pedersen with Dave Rowe. Bjarne, well done. A, a really good meeting for you and a, and a vital Heat 15 win. Yeah, uh, Heat 13 and 15 was yeah. very important today. Ipswich uh, uh, really pushed us all the way today and uh, I think they was leading most of the meeting. So uh, it's very important to keep the keep the win uh, at home going. So. It's good to have choice of gates in Heat 15 and clearly you wanted gate one and you made the best use of it. Yeah, you know, probably that was a bit payback time from <laughs> from uh, gate two and four and heat one. So, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, Peterborough is such, such, such a nice track, but uh, also a very fast track. And uh, you see King uh, Cook and uh, Adam Ellis, they were 
so fast there today, so uh, really need to start making starts to make uh, life a bit easier out there. But over the last couple of weeks, you seem to have found the speed in this track. Obviously, you had a really tough night, the first one here, but, but since yeah. then, you've gradually built up and you're looking like the real Danny Pedersen. Yeah, I, don't, I still don't know why <laughs> I didn't score in my first meeting, you know. Um, but that's how it is, that's how it is uh, with Speedway sometimes. Uh, we uh, learn a lot about tyres, uh, about pressure, about my Indians and setup. So uh, I think all, the, all, all in all, this, this, that's what they count now. Everyone is talking about the tyres, we know there have been problems. How, how was tonight's new set? <laughs> I don't feel any different uh, right. compared to the, to the other model we, we, we did use. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's just, a, just a hard question for the moment. So, um, I think we could easily do four heat on one tire tonight, but uh, going hit 15 and, you know, third, third race on, on same size, mm -hmm. I think that'll, that'll, that'll be pushed a bit. Yeah, sure. Team as a whole, team is winning. Team must be happy. Yeah. You're actually top of the league tonight, so really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's not the uh, one or two men cannot win uh, meetings. So we, we all put points in and that's what uh, count in the end of the of the night. And uh, that's also what they'll count for the whole season. That is everybody's putting points in. Thank you, Manny. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. So uh, three points for the Peterborough Panthers takes them top of the Premiership table at this stage of the season. But what about the Ipswich Witches? They've had a tough time over the last few weeks, but they did get a consolation point. Richie Hawkins has been talking to Ryan Guest. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's nothing to complain about. We was, um, yeah, we rode well. I thought we, we did a good, you know, obviously our position we could, we, need, we could have done with a win. But yeah, we took a point and I think we put in a lot better performance, much improved. So, yeah, we, you know, lots of positives. I was going to say, after the, the run of form the Witches have been on, um, it must be a, a relief just to add, to add a point to the tally. Yeah, you know, we need everything. Everyone's going to be vital at the end. You know, at some point, we're going to have to kick on and win some away meetings and uh, make sure we start winning at home. But, um, you know, that's a nice... You know, that could be a nice start here tonight. Yeah, obviously with the, the injuries to so many riders in such a, a short space of time, how difficult a period has this been for the Witches? Yeah, it's been one of the, you know, toughest, I guess, since I've been in charge. It's been, yeah, you know, all the excitement of finally getting back racing and then um, great start to the season, really. And then, yeah, it all fell apart really quickly. But, you know, that's that's life. And, we, you know, everyone will go through sort of tough spells. So we've, we just, we've, we've rebuilt. Hopefully Jason will be back soon and, um, you know, we can sort of kick on from here. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, brought uh, Craig Cook and uh, Paul Stark in. Uh, you mentioned Jason Crump there. Rumour was uh, he, he was going to be uh, testing himself on a bike. Any any further updates on that? Yeah, he's had a couple of practices. He's not, he's not quite fit yet, so another week and hopefully he'll be back on Monday. Yeah, um, and obviously a, a trip to Sheffield on Thursday. Um, Obviously not an easy place to go, one win under their, their belts already at Alderton. Um, but nevertheless, there the, the does seem a, a raising spirit in the camp here at Ipswich. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's, um, yeah, good. You know, we need to go and perform again like we did tonight, um, fight hard. And, you know, there's, you, there's people are capable, teams are capable of winning anywhere. Um, Sheffield, yeah, it's going to be a tough place for us to go. But, you know, if our, all our team perform to their capabilities... Um, then, yeah, we can obviously get a result. So, yeah, they're a very good team. But, you know, I don't think really. I know we've had a bad run of form, but when you look at the look at the team on paper and uh, their capabilities, I think we are. 
And thanks for your time as always, Richie. Cheers, mate. The Ipswich team boss, Richie Hawkins, there with Ryan Guest. Ipswich, of course, have had a little bit of a rocky time after a great start. They've uh, hit some bumps with unfortunate injuries, as we were hearing, and it sounds like uh, Jason Crump is, is close to making a return, which is going to be hugely welcome. But, of course, there's always some mechanical gremlins and, and form and, and things that are kind of out of your hands as a rider. My guest in this episode is Tom Brennan, rising star with the Bellevue Aces, a rider for the Eastbourne Eagles. And, Tom, tell us about those things that are sort of out of your hands sometimes. You know, you can do your best in the workshop, get your bike set up what you think is going to be, be perfect, but it, it doesn't always translate on the night, does it? You know, best laid plans and all that. It's, uh, it's a funny old game. Yeah, uh, it's obviously Speedway is so unpredictable. I mean, you can think one thing goes really good one day and then you jump on the next day at a different track and it's, it's completely different, you know, obviously because of the shale, because of the track, because of the weather, because of the temperature, you know, obviously everything everything is such a big variable in Speedway and it's so hard to get things consistent and to try and get them working every single time. But, you know, I've, I've been very lucky with um, with them. Peter John's been helping me quite a lot this year and he's definitely helped me so much with the setups. And uh, like you say, we now have a couple engines from him that, that, that we know works good on these conditions and this time and it's only trying to make myself adapt to make those bikes work now you know because i i i am um, i know i have some good engines now and machinery for me isn't really a problem it's more so myself being able to ride them properly <laughs> so you know um obviously you always want something that's fast but maybe fast isn't always the best way you know so you have to try and figure out those those sort of variables and those sort of things that can happen. And I'm sure the best riders in the world probably have everything like that sorted out. But for me, um, it's obviously trying to trying to figure out what's best for me at, at this moment in time. And and I'm and I'm very, very sure that um, what I have with um, Peter Johns at the moment is um, very good. Well, your next meeting, Tom, uh, for the Bellevue Aces is an away trip to the Kings Lynn Stars. We can hear now from the boss of Kings Lynn, Peter Schroke. He's been chatting with Ryan Guest ahead of that clash with the Aces. Might only be the third home meeting of the season uh, for the Stars on Thursday night. Is it fair to say it's already a must-win fixture? 100%. You know, I mean, we can't afford to lose any more matches. You know, is the matches we lost, obviously, was a lot of circumstances which just uh, didn't... It just wasn't working. So as everybody could see, you know, we made some drastic changes along the way. And um, it worked at Ipswich. You know, we were struggling here at Peterborough. We came here without Louis, which, you know, was is always going to be tough. And with the tyre issue and one thing or another, what we had here. So it was a little bit hectic. But, you know, we, we're sort of picking ourselves up now again. And like I said, you know, at home, it's a must-win uh, fixture for sure. Yeah, you mentioned the drastic changes and uh, those three faces going to be in front of the home supporters for the first time on Thursday night. Yeah, exactly, you know, and um, I mean, I'm really confident with the way the team is gelling together and the way it's looking. So, um, you know, everybody's getting on really well and, uh, yeah, long may it last, so hopefully we can turn it around. One boost for the Stars, uh, club captain Louis Kerr going to be back in the side, made a, a successful comeback on uh, Saturday night in the GP qualifier, in a bit of pain, obviously, uh, less than two weeks after breaking his collarbone, but like I say, a, a big boost for the team to have him back. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, he, he's a very important member of the, of the squad and, uh, you know, he's a good captain, you know, he keeps everybody together, he's local. You know, um, yeah, what can you say? You know, I mean, for a man to come back after seven days, you know, with a plate in his arm and going in the World Championship round, it just shows you what he's made of. And, uh, you know, he was in pain, you know, but he worked his way through it. He's still got a few days off now. So, yeah, he'd be lining up on Thursday and hopefully, um, you know, come up with the goods.
So there's the Kings Lynn team boss, Peter Shroke. Joining me in this episode uh, right the way throughout is Tom Brennan, who is uh, the rising star at the Bellevue Aces and will be involved in that meeting against the Kings Lynn Stars on Thursday. What's the Bellevue take on this then? You're looking to derail those must-win plans, no doubt. Oh, I mean, as you say, I mean, obviously Kings Lynn have had, um, have had a lot of changes and obviously that's... Um, that's uh, very hard for a team, especially for a team manager, to try and sort out the boys and obviously try and sort out what's going on because um, obviously team spirit, team atmosphere is obviously a huge thing um, for um, team for uh, team Speedway. So, you know, for them to keep ch- changing the team around, obviously maybe something that isn't their fault, um, but that's sort of come on them. And uh, obviously a lot of team changes also, you know, it's obviously hard for them. So, uh, like you say, I mean, they've obviously been trying trying to do the best from a bad situation at the moment, and um, I'm 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 sure they'll be coming out guns firing. And same with us, you know. Obviously, we want to try and win as much as we can. You know, no one wants to come come last or come second. So, for us, it's trying to do the same thing. It's trying to just get all our heads straight. And and there's and there's absolutely no reason why we can't go and win there. You know, obviously. We've got some very good riders in Bellevue. Um, obviously, Brady, Dan, I mean, people, um, Charles Wright, you know, there's people there that are that are top-class beer riders and there's no reason why we can't go there and um, go and win. And I understand it's a very big meeting for Kings Lynn, but it's also every meeting's a very big meeting for, for everybody, you know. So yeah. for us, it's um, trying, to, trying to come away as much points as possible and take it home to Bellevue, so... Yeah, and and what's your uh, experience of, of riding Kings Lynn in the past? It's it's a track that I know that um, the uh, the GB set up practice on quite a bit over the time. So you must have a, a few laps under your belt around there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been very lucky to have the team GB uh, practices, and uh, I believe we've been there twice already with them. Uh, maybe three times actually during the winter. Um, we've had some practice races, which is always good. Obviously, tapes up because that obviously helps um, helps with the actual actual racing because it's all well doing laps and laps and laps of a track and riding the same line and not learning anything you know so for us to go there and to have the tapes up and to have four of us at a line it was like wow you know this is a race and to have that experience to have that knowledge before we even go there to race is uh is, is definitely a benefit and obviously you can see i think um anders Rowe went there for the first time and i think he um he, he ended up going really really well and that obviously that's a proven thing you know obviously you, you you practice hard, you work hard, and and you will get the results. And like you say, I mean, I haven't really had other other than the practice days. I haven't actually ridden there in a meeting um, at all. Right. Okay. So it's a pretty new experience as far as that goes. Um, I've done plenty of practice days. Um, I think I've done the under 15s actually in the British Youth. I've done a meeting there. Um, but that's all. So for me, it's a new experience, and it's trying to like you know obviously all, all um all um comes back down to uh trying to have self-belief and confidence that obviously we can do it and and i and i believe all the boys will have that same mentality so no, I'm, I'm obviously very excited and and um hope that we can come away with the win yeah, that's uh, going to be Kingslin versus Bellevue. Also on Thursday is Sheffield versus Ipswich. We've heard from Richie Hawkins of Ipswich already, and we're going to hear from Adam Ellis, who rides for Sheffield, but also now Scunthorpe. He's made that move this week. Uh, we're going to hear more about how that is possible and uh, what's gone on there. And, of course, his success in Terenzano, where he uh, grabbed one of the places in the Speedway Grand Prix Challenge later in August. So more to come from Adam Ellis. The other story from the Premiership uh, that just made the Headlines uh, this week and uh, pretty fresh at the time of recording, actually, is uh, Wolves, who have snapped up the talented teenager Leon Flint, former British youth champion, joins the Monmore men as their rising star, um, following the surprise retirement, of course, of, of Tom Bacon. Let's hear now from Leon Flint. He's been talking with Ryan Guest. 
Well, Leon, obviously a, a massive moment in your career, landing your first Premiership team spot with Wolverhampton. How do you feel? Um, very excited. Um, I don't think I could have landed myself a, a better spot uh, with not only the experience they've got of riders, but um, you know the experience they've got of management, etc. Um, with Chris and, and Peter, uh, I think I can only uh, I can only bounce off what they've got to what what uh, advice they've got to give me. Yeah, you talk about the experience some of the uh, Wolverhampton riders have got. One of those in particular is the club captain Rory Schlein and someone who has recommended you highly to the Wolverhampton management as well. Yeah, Rory's a good lad. Um, he's he's been helping me in the last uh, three years get to where I am with all the the stuff we've been doing with the the track days etc and stuff like that and yeah he's got a, he's got a lot of knowledge and um, yeah I'm sure that you know him and uh, all the other boys will will be able to help me in some 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 places. You had your first taste of Premiership action with a guest booking for Wolves at Peterborough last Monday. Uh, you certainly appeared to slot in with the team there well, and while you weren't able to trouble the scorers on that occasion, it must have been a, a big learning curve for yourself. Yeah, um, I know most of the lads anyway, so it, I think it was only really Luke uh, that I've never met before, but I, you know, it was all okay. Um, I, I think my results didn't show for the way I the way I rode. Um every every single race I went out in and the first corner I was already two bike bike lengths behind and uh just off the start um and that's that's what was uh killing it for me. Um I, I would say I was on the pace. Um I just really struggled to get out the start um and I think I think I've got got a uh, Understood what what was going wrong there, and I'll have that, uh, have that ready and fixed for the next one. Mama Green is going to be your uh, your new home track in the Premiership, and uh, I actually remember your first visit there in the National League in 2018, and you had to endure a, a couple of spills there. And um, it's certainly going to be the the sort of track which should help you develop and and bring you on if you can crack it between now and the end of the season. Yeah, totally. Um, look, um. I'll be a hundred percent honest. It's not my, uh, it's not the best track that I perform at. But if I can come away at the end of the season scoring some pretty good points there and being comfortable there, then uh, you know I've I've achieved what I've went there to do. Yeah, and just finally, the the only downside I guess is that you have got to give up your team spot in the National League uh, with the Berwick Bullets. But at the end of the day, those are the kind of sacrifices you've got to make to keep climbing up that ladder. Absolutely got that. I'll, um, I'm not. Not racing in the team now, but by no means uh, am I leaving. Leaving the team, I'll still be there for most most of the meetings. Even if I've got a free day, I'll be jumping in the van with uh, one of the local boys going down, helping out and stuff like that. Because you know, it's uh, I, I don't feel like my job's done uh, with that. Uh, the team, um, I was I was captain then. Um, I think the captains he'll be getting put on a Kyle now, but uh, even if I can help out just in the pits with all the boys and hopefully bring them on, uh, like what I was doing whilst I was in the team, um, then then I'll be happy.
So the Rising Star system is something that gives youngsters their break uh, in the uh, in, in bigger teams. And um, there is Leon Flint, who's got his opportunity now with Wolves, replacing Tom Bacon. The Rising Star for the Bellevue Aces is with us in this episode throughout. It's Tom Brennan. Um, Tom, it's great that Leon's finally got his chance because a lot of people have said that uh, really if there's a rider that, that needs considering for one of these spots should they arise, it is Leon. And, uh, and finally, uh, he's there. Yeah, I mean, you know, first off, obviously Tom Bacon um, retiring was obviously a huge shock to Speedway um, I think Tom Bacon's been around for um, quite a while and for him not to be lining up at the tapes is obviously a huge huge sort of shock for everyone and obviously even bigger shock for uh, Wolverhampton I'm sure when he um, when he told him but obviously wish him the best and, and hope he has a what with, with obviously whatever he's doing now so um, you know and, and you know you say with Leon I mean he's been uh, pushing for that top league spot for quite a while now and uh, I think to not have the opportunity to start the year was a little bit unfortunate, but you know you have to try and take those things, and he's obviously taken it with both hands, and he's obviously worked hard and shown that he's more than capable, and you know good on him, and I think he's, I think he's more than capable. Um, so you know it's obviously great news for him, and let's hope he can carry that form on because I think he's a very good rider, and like, like you say, I mean he just needs that one opportunity, and he obviously has that now. So let's see how he gets on. Looks like he's been talent spotted by Rory Schlein as well, of course, uh, who you'll have worked with too in yeah. the uh, in in the youth uh, setup as well. Yeah, yeah, Rory's been great. I mean, Rory's been been amazing for all of us, and you know, Rory's a very enthusiastic sort of character, and for him to be around us, to to be excited is what he does, and it obviously gives um, obviously gives us a big boost too, and people like that you obviously need in the sport you know because you can get you know you can be very boring and whatever you want to be but he's you know he's very um he's very upbeat and he's helped me a lot and he's also helped the rest of the boys so like you say I mean if he's he's obviously by um by a Leon side now and and to have him in the same team when he's fit um will be a great boost for Leon and it will be a great boost for everyone else in the team so there's Tom Brennan, rising star at the Bellevue Aces. I'm Ian Brennan, has been in broadcasting. Uh, that's how it goes. It's the Brennan Brennan Show this week on No Breaks, No Fear. And next, we're turning our attention to that big fixture last weekend at Glasgow's Ashfield Stadium when all eyes were on the competitors there. And it's a match that's been talked about around the world for the quality of the racing and some surprise performances too. Not least, our very own Tom Brennan delivering nine points from reserve. What an experience beating one of his idols as well, in former world champion Chris Holder. We're going to hear more about that experience next on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. This week, very special guest, and a, and a lot of fans are calling him the, uh, the the rider of the weekend for his heroics at Glasgow. Tom Brennan, who got nine points from um, reserve at the Grand Prix qualifier in Glasgow. It was an unfortunate uh, set of circumstances, of course, that led to you getting so many rides with Terra Arneo getting injured. And you were also out in the, um, the first heat when um, Bradley Wilson-Dean got excluded. So you were very much chucked in at, at Speedway's deep end, but uh, boy, did you swim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it was uh, it was really unfortunate. I mean, to have to have Bradley Wilson Dean and obviously Terriani have that crash, and obviously that's always not good. You know, obviously when you see a crash like that, and they're obviously down on the track for a while, and I think there was a big delay, and the stadium was just silent. So uh, for us, it was a it was a it was a pretty horrible experience. But as as a rider and as a racer, you have to try and um, put that behind you, and that's definitely what I did. You know, and I had the I had the opportunity and. Like I say, I, I, I um I took it with both hands. You know, I definitely wasn't letting this one go, and 
we were um we um did the practice at obviously half one one o'clock and um we then didn't have the meeting till seven and i was saying to my mechanic i was like god what what are we going to do all in this time and uh we then ended up washing the bike because we thought oh if we don't get a ride you know obviously bikes all clean and we're all done we look good and whatever so we were the only ones to wash a bike during the practice and that was a bit of a bit of a surprise but we did it and uh then to go out in heat one obviously before the meeting you're like oh imagine if i'm in heat one off a gate four and you know obviously happened and it was like a big shock and it was sort of putting my helmet on like is this actually going to happen you know and for me it was uh it was a huge surprise things were a little bit rushed but we were prepared and we were ready and i think i think the results showed that you know we were um mentally um mechanically we were a step ahead um of what i would have been a few years ago and and that obviously definitely showed so i'm very grateful for that opportunity and very grateful for the help that i have it was a fantastic Speedway event all round, some brilliant racing. I mean, you'll struggle to find a better meeting, I think, probably this year. And there will certainly be worse Grand Prix than that as we go through the season. And for you to be involved and have such a good display and get your name out there and people sit up and take notice must have just been a fantastic opportunity, even though it did come in the circumstances of another rider being injured. But you took your chance. Just trying to prove what I can do. You know, there was obviously no pressure and it was just go out and do what you can do and and that was it, you know, and that, and that was mentality. Um, we sort of come in from every ride and it was it was smiling, you know, because this was a, a meeting that I shouldn't have been in, but I was in and we took it with both hands and it was just, um, it was a very relaxed but very, very good meeting and, uh, and, and yeah, so. You scored nine points on the night. I think your peak would be Heat 12 up against Chris Holder, the 2012 world champion. And here's how it unfolded. So here we go, Heat number 14. Can Holder do it from the outside gate? been squeezed wise now. Chris Holder has got work to do because here comes Tom Brennan. He's only a reserve, Tom Brennan, and he's carving up heat number 14 brilliantly here. Holder now is going to take up the challenge. He's And the Eastport Eagles is leading the 2012 World Champion Chris Holder. Yeah, he's got himself into super position. Chris Holder didn't. And now Chris Holder has got a, a man in the mission. Tom Brennan is fast though, and Chris Holder's trying the inside line. That's one of Craig Cook's favourite uh, particular manoeuvres, but uh, he may have to just go high, wide, and handsome as he goes into the last lap. He may have to try something special. This is a great ride youngster goes into turn three and four here comes Holder Chris Holder tries to do what Nikolai Kling did down to the line they go Brennan blocks the challenge oh my god that was an absolutely fantastic race and Tom Brennan really mixing it up with the 2012 champion of the world hats off to Tom Brennan and Chris Holder for a truly wonderful speedway race here at Glasgow we'll hear from Tom in just a sec on his thoughts on that race first of all let's hear from the 2012 world champion Chris Holder he's with Phil Lanning back on the world championship trail well and truly yeah it was a solid night mate um Obviously, Glasgow in the past has been a bit tricky, but the track tonight was great. And um, like I said before, credit to all the club. You know, in the lockdown, they've obviously put in a bunch of work and it showed tonight with the racing and, you know, some good riders here today put on a good show. Um, it was excellent, man. Come here to get through and managed to get through. So, yeah, so for that, it's good. Is this a statement from Chris Holder that I'm still here and I'm still battling? Yeah, I'm definitely still chipping away. Like, you know, obviously come here, I really wanted to get through and I wasn't really worried to win or whatever, just get through because I you know I believe I should be in the top four in this sort of meeting anyway and um, but everything felt good man it was a little bit 
I was probably a little bit annoyed at the used jack stuff. I really wanted my own stuff, but it was too much of a hassle. And um, Hey, that's what family are for. It is, it is, but I don't like his setup. It's more for him, but no, it worked out perfect, mate. It was good, and so thanks to Jackie for that and his mechanic. And yeah, it was, it was an overall good night. There was one, well, there's a couple of sensational races tonight, and your last race with Charles Wright when you switched back down the back straight. A track like this, does it give you confidence to really throw yourself about? Yeah, like I said, it was, pre it was prepared so well, and, um, you know, a little bit slick, but it's safe, and you can you can go everywhere. You know, there's a, the inside was working really good, the outside was working, and it was like, there was not much in them. You know, they both had their sort of pros and cons, but, yeah, that was a cool little race with Charles there, had a little battle, and... It's always nice to get one over every, or when you have a battle come out on top um you know i went down to uh, young tom in the race before and i was like i needed a couple of points in the last one i'm thinking come on just win this one you know what i mean but um no he rode really well and you know i tried to like not scare him but like get him to move up but he did awesome so good on him well the man of that race tom brennan is with us in this episode of no breaks no fear you've got the 2012 world champion breathing down your shoulders in an fim meeting a grand prix qualifier for four laps you held him off and got the win what was that like yeah i mean i don't really go on too much because obviously everyone that sort of knows me knows that um chris holder is my favorite rider so no. for me yeah he was an <laughs> idol for me when i was when i was very young and um all the time you know when he won his world championship it was always like well you know this is this is who i want to win and when he left the grand prix i didn't feel like it was the same or, or you know all, all that sort of stuff i can carry about all day but um now for me to to be lined up next to him i mean in all in all honesty um in those situations when you're racing someone like that um i've, I've sort of i've sort of um had the mentality you know obviously they're just names and i know that sounds i know that sounds bad because they aren't they aren't just names but as a as a um as a as a rider you, you need to try and get that mindset it doesn't matter who it is that's next to you you just need to try and beat beat, beat whoever it is in uh Hold him off for four laps. I mean, I didn't even know it was Chris, and and come over the line, and I was like, wow, you know, this 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 is a really cool feeling, and you know, you need to enjoy moments like that because those moments don't don't obviously come around too often. And for me, it was definitely a definitely a huge career um, um career highlight for me, and just uh, very grateful to have that, and 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 obviously all the support after the race, you know, to have to have all the people come and say, you know, well done, and all them sort of things that that obviously mean a lot. So no, very very happy with that, and. Hopefully I can carry that form on. So. Well, you can be pretty sure that Chris Holder knows who you are now. That's uh, that's the thing. Tom Brennan, our guest in this episode. Let's now hear from the winner of the event on the night at Glasgow, Tobias Musilak, the Polish rider finishing with a 15-point maximum, despite having never ridden the Ashfield circuit before. In fact, I'm not sure he'd ever seen it before. Let's hear from him now. He's with Phil Lanning. Yeah, I, I hope yeah, the fun side, the 2022 will be mine in GP, but um, yes, yeah, easy, easy. Of course, uh, it's challenging now be uh, in front of in front of me so uh, yeah. I have to slow down at the moment enjoying now uh, this night but but um, as I said before easy um, I was I was uh, pretty uh, pretty fast today and uh, on, on Brady's bikes mm -hmm. so uh, that was a great night for me uh, enjoying the track the really great race track so um, yeah so it was a Polish win with help from Australia. Um, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, of course uh, he, he said no problem. So uh, that, that's great about you know, you know, like friendship. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Brady again. Um, yeah, that was that was nice from him. First time here. 
And what did you think of Glasgow? Uh, actually, I haven't been in the, in, in the city much because I, I went uh, just for dinner. Um, what about the track here and the stadium? Yeah, the track and stadium is, is beautiful. Uh, it, it would be great if, if GP would, would be welcome over here. Uh, because the racetrack is, is just awesome. Okay, well, listen, congratulations. And you had a great support here tonight as well, considering you're a long way from home. Thanks, thanks to all the supporters from Poland and, and, and not only. Um, and a win for Swindon. Unexpectedly as well. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay, congratulations. Thanks. Thanks. Tobias Musilak there with a huge Polish following um, in that meeting, which is great to see. And he's making calls for the Glasgow track to be hosting a Grand Prix in future. Tom Brennan is with us and uh, he got four rides from reserve at that uh, GP qualifier at Glasgow. And um, Tobias Musilak was one of the riders that you came up against. How was that and uh, what was it like racing against Tobias? Yeah, I mean, as you say, definitely definitely laid a marker down and uh, he, was, um, he, he was very good that night. Um, there was no way around it, you know. He was uh, very good. He was very sharp and and uh, very fast. And I obviously, I've, I've obviously never spoken to uh, Tobias before, but um, you know, the way he rides a bike is very good. He's very smooth, and um, you know, he, he um, turned up. and didn't didn't um, didn't practice. So you know, to see the track for the first time in in heat one or whatever it was, you know, that was uh, pretty cool because uh, you sort of knew that he hadn't hadn't really rode there. I don't know if he rode there before, but he definitely didn't do the practice and. Uh, he turned up with um, Brady Kurt's bikes, and uh, when he did the business, so you know, you, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't really fault him. So, uh, no, very cool to see that. Another rider qualifying for the Grand Prix Challenge in August then is Nikolai Clint, who had some impressive races, including one where he caught Eric Riss right on the line. That was a bit of a thriller. Let's hear now from uh, Nikolai Clint. He is with Phil Lanning. Nikolai Clint, job done. Yeah, you can say so. Um, it was a little bit nerve-wracking uh, <clears throat> after my first heat because I dropped the I dropped the point due to a mistake. Mm-hmm. But um, kept calm, focused for my last few heats. Uh, would have liked to have won the last one, but <laughs> Tobias came sneaking past me. Uh, but I knew a second place was enough, and um, and that the aim was to go through. So. Is it important for you to sort of show that you belong in this stage and that you should be in these meetings and qualifying? Yeah, 100%. I, I believe I'm good enough. Uh, I don't really care what other people are saying. I, I do believe I'm good enough and, and my speed is quick enough to be amongst the best guys in the world. I just need to, to find my find a bit more consistency and I felt I did that tonight. Um, good start, fast, picked out some, some good passes as well. So um, I like to bring that on to, to next long meetings. Must ask you about Glasgow. The, the guys all said tonight it was a really good racetrack to really held yourself in. The racing was fantastic. How do you feel? I mean, I think it's what three years since you were last year. Yeah, I was last in eighteen. It was completely different. It was loads more material on the track. But like I've said so many times before in, in the UK press, uh, it is Barpool, of course. It is the best <laughs> uh, club in Britain for sure. Everything like through the day, there has been food, no questions asked. It's been superb, and I know probably big big ask but I, I would love to see a GP here in the future and five rides from the Grand Prix yeah one heat at a time. <laughs> I thought you'd say that. Listen, thank you, Tom. Well done. Cheers, Nick. Thank you. Nikolai Klint with Phil Lanning there after that Grand Prix qualifier in Glasgow. A word of appreciation for the Polish support. I mean, you can't knock that. Listen to the noise they're making. Not exactly conducive for uh, for interviews, but nonetheless, they're having a good time. And um, hey, if, if it's the first time that they've been to the uh, Ashfield Stadium, hopefully they're going to make a, a repeat trip if they're uh, local to the area. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Tom Brennan is with us. Um, Nikolai Klint, Tom, well-known in British speech. 
Speedway. Clearly, he's opted out this year. His top aim, though, is to qualify for the Speedway Grand Prix and a giant step towards that at the weekend. Oh, definitely. You know, I think Nikolai's um, always a um, ultra professional and you, you sort of turn up and, and, and his bike's very, very clean and very nice and everything is in one place, you know, so he... He is very, very professional in that in that respect. He um, he's also he, he he rode he rode really well at um, um, Glasgow. You know, he rode he rode pretty aggressive, which obviously I'm sure everyone has seen. And that's obviously what you need to do to be in those situations. And um, for him, you know, it's great, great, great to see him going well because he's also helped me out a lot too. So for him, um, great, great um, meeting for him. And let's hope he can get into the Grand Prix because he fully deserves that opportunity. So. So that was the three qualifiers and um, the final spot was down to a runoff between Dan Bewley and, and Rasmus Jensen, both ex-Glasgow riders and uh, Dan Bewley got the job done in the end and goes through to the Grand Prix Challenge and here he is speaking with Phil Lanning. You know, I felt good tonight but uh, it's a real tough meet in this. It was probably, I'd say, almost harder than the uh, than the sec because, you know, it's a different track and, uh, you know, you're against a lot of riders that you know, riding the championship and you have tracks like this all the time, you know, mm. with some patchy clay and some, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's quite tricky, so uh, it was hard work tonight, but once we got got it figured out, we had some, had some good speed and uh, got there in the end, but uh, yeah, it wasn't an easy meet and uh, you know, some, some great riders in it tonight, you know, like you know, me and Raza, we was pretty close down to the wire and, you know, he's been riding awesome, so, uh, you know, just a huge relief to get through. And you'll probably scold me for saying this, you are five races from the Grand Prix series, which seems remarkable for little Dan Bewley that we've seen so much of and over the years to, to be that tantalisingly close. Um, but you'll tell me it's a long way away, August. No, I like your, I'll, I'll run with your thing, five races away. Sounds real good, but... Um... Is, it, is, is that a dream come true? The kid from Maryport is so close? Yeah, you know, like before, before, this year, I wouldn't have said that um, the GPs was something I was thinking about too much, you know, for next year. But, you know, now we're only five rides away, you know, it kind of opens the eyes of it. Like, you know, I can I can be there, going good in the league now. That was the focus for this year. So, uh, you know, as you say, five rides away and now we're getting closer to it. You know, I want to be there now. So, uh, hopefully. Does it come quicker than you thought this year, maybe? Or, or closer? I know you're not there yet, but I'm saying to be the progress you've made has been rapid this year. Yeah, but um, you know, going for this year was to you know get going in the extra league and you know get going for Bellevue as well, obviously. But um, you know, as far as I look at it, qualifying for the GPs, you know, I'm in a really strong team at Rossev, but you know, I'm still not quite you know one of the top three heat leaders, and I feel like to be a GP rider, you should be one of those. So. Mm -hmm. That's that's still the focus to kind of get going, you know, a little bit better next league. It's been going good. Just keep keep going for more, and uh, you know, if we get there, you know, hopefully we can get into GPs eventually. But you know, for now, if it comes, it, I won't turn it away. But uh, yeah, just keep going how we how we're doing and uh, enjoying it. There's Dan Bewley, of course, uh, one of the Bellevue Aces team members and uh, one of his teammates, Tom Brennan, is with us in this episode of No Breaks, No Fear. And um, Dan there making the point that whilst he has qualified for the Grand Prix Challenge in August, and it's not really one of his main aims, but obviously he's not going to say no to qualifying for the Grand Prix, but his 
improvement over this last year, teaming up with Ty Wuffenden, being part of that strong Roslav team. They're working closely with Greg Hancock and all that kind of resource that they've got there has really made a difference to him, hasn't it? Yeah, massively. I mean, as you say, I mean, he obviously has um, Ty helping him. Um, I'm sure, obviously, Wuffy's helped him loads and obviously given him a lot of stuff and given him a lot of advice. But uh, it ultimately comes down to... Uh, I think um, Dan's made um, huge, huge obvious sacrifices in his in um, um, in his life to be able to to be where he is now, and I think he's worked with a lot of guys, and um, I think now he's now he's definitely found what's worked, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously during the meeting you can noticeably see a difference between Dan this year and maybe Dan a few years ago. Um, he's he's definitely a lot more professional now. He's um, he's he's just sharper, you know, and he's but most importantly, he's definitely enjoying his racing and. Uh, and that's that's obviously ultimately what it comes down to, you know. He's 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 um, enjoying it, and and that's and that's most of it. So yeah. And listening to Dan Bewley there talking about how actually the Speedway Grand Prix are a little bit more achievable than maybe he previously planned, and must be the same for you because you know you've gone into a meeting, you weren't expecting to get a ride, you ended up getting four, you got nine points. Had you got five rides, then possibly you could have got more. I know that your scores didn't count last week, but for the time that maybe will come in the future where it does count, you, you've got that in the mind that you, you have done it. You've beaten a world champion. You've uh, almost got enough points to, to, to qualify for, for the GP Challenge. It must be hugely encouraging for you to know that, look, you can do it because you've done it. Massive, massive boost for me. Um, huge boost. And I'm still trying to get over it now, in all honesty, you know. So um, for me, it's a, a, a huge mental boost. And um, like you say, I think I've, I think I've come joint sixth so to come joint sixth was uh was it was a massive shock you know obviously seeing the lineup and seeing the riders and uh for the first time in a long time i, I didn't even think about the riders you know I, I just sort of thought about myself and if i had this opportunity that's what i was going to do and, and 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 we obviously stuck to the plan and everything went well and i, I obviously can't complain and hopefully i can carry this on to um on on to next couple meetings and and, and, I, and I don't really see there's any reason why not well, someone else who made it through to the Grand Prix Challenge is Adam Ellis. He made it through from the Terenzano round in Italy. And Adam Ellis features in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear because we're turning our attention to the championship. And um, he's also made the move to Scunthorpe this week. We're going to find out more about that. We'll hear from Adam Ellis in just a couple of moments here on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan, joined by Tom Brennan of the Bellevue Aces and the Eastbourne Eagles. And it's the championship where we turn our attention right now because quite a few fixtures on the way over the course of the coming few days. And Tom, in respect of the Eastbourne Eagles, you've not ridden as many meetings as some of the other teams in the championship. You've only ridden three league meetings so far. So very early to tell how things have gone as far as looking at the league table's concerned. But how do you feel things have gone so far with the Eastbourne Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to have a look at Eastbourne's team, um, and, and we have a great mix of uh, experienced and pretty unexperienced guys. You know, um, obviously for myself, Drew and Jason, to have the help from Ed, obviously Richard Lawson and uh, Louis and obviously Kyle. You know, it's um, it's a great help for us, and I think, I think we're more than capable of doing the job. You know, it's obviously a um, a um, all British team, so uh, that's obviously pretty cool for Speedway. Uh, obviously, obviously for um, for um, British Speedway, so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we haven't had many meetings so far, um, and the meetings we have had have been pretty good. Um, we had one at home the other day that sort of 
went went a little bit wrong, but you know that that was obviously down down to us, and uh, hopefully we can uh, sort that performance out. But uh, you know, hopefully we only have that one bad meeting. But uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, we can definitely put some more points on the board as soon as we get some more meetings. So. Looking at Glasgow then, your your next uh, opponents, you're travelling back to Ashfield. They're fancied by many to be one of the favourites, but they've had their first setbacks in the last week. They've been beaten by Redcar and Scunthorpe over the last seven days. And with yourself and uh, Louis getting the extra laps last week, Richard Lawson, an ex-Tiger, could we be in for a, a surprise from the Eagles there? I know we're a long way away from Glasgow, but... Uh... I think to go there definitely won't phase us. Um, and obviously, like you say, me and Louis, um, to go there for the Grand Prix Challenge, oh, Andrew, um, you know, obviously to go there for the Grand Prix Challenge and it was like, I mean, I can't honestly speak for them too, but for myself personally, that that was more so practice, you know, for this meeting. That's how we looked at it. We looked at that as the practice day and we look at these four <laughs> for the meeting. So that's the, that, that was my mindset, you know, because obviously... For me, it's um, I'm obviously contracted to Eastbourne, and that's obviously the place I want to be scoring points. And uh, for me, it was great to have to have a few laps there, and uh, I hope that the track is the same as it was when I was there before. But uh, no, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, I'm sure Glasgow will do a good job, and I'm sure they'll make it easy for us. So. If you listen carefully, there's a faint sound of a tractor starting up in Glasgow yeah. as they're scraping some of the dirt off yeah. or whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> well, let's hear from the Eastbourne captain right now, Lewis Kerr, who made a comeback from injury just a week after having shoulder surgery to uh, have some plating put in his collarbone. He was back on a bike at that GP qualifier. Let's hear him now. He's been chatting with Ryan Guest. Well, Louis, it was quite remarkable to see you back in competitive action on Saturday night in the Grand Prix qualifier at Glasgow. Uh, less than two weeks after breaking your collarbone and it must have been a, a massive moment for yourself to go out and, and win your opening ride even if the night did get tougher from there on in just just talk us through how it was for yourself yeah overall I'm, I'm uh, disappointed um, started great sort of had five from two rides and um, it was all going well felt good and then um, Tero Arneo and Wilson Dean had a big crash and there was a long delay and I think sort of the pain started to kick in and um, I was sort of in a flow up until then and so that, I don't think that helped um, yeah and, and just the pain really after after every race was getting that bad that I don't know whether I, I was focusing as much as I could but I, I wasn't making starts and um, yeah it just faded off really but uh, so overall pretty disappointed um, just wish I'd have been 100% but um, you know seven days after surgery so you know it w wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad at all. Certainly a, a hugely brave effort to everyone on the outside. You mentioned how the pain kicked in there. No regrets? Glad you came back as soon as you did? Yeah, 100%, mate. You know, um, I've never had a call to do it to a GB qualifier. So, uh, um, no, I'm, I'm well chuffed that I've done it. And um, you know, six points, six points, you know, it's, it's not a complete disaster. So it could have been worse. There's Lewis Kerr, the captain of the Eastbourne Eagles. He's heading back to Glasgow with the Eagles this time to uh, take on the Glasgow Tigers this weekend. Another team that have been making the headlines this week are Scunthorpe. Now, this is a team that you've ridden against a few weeks ago. Are they the dark horses in the championship? Because many had them down as, as also-rans or not really going to compete. But the stats are showing that they are the team to beat 
at this stage of the season, scoring more points on average per meeting than any other team. And they've just made a massive change in releasing Josh Orty, who's injured. But Josh has been with the Scorpions for 10 years and he's going to be having his um, testimonial there. That's still going to be honoured later this season. But they've swapped out Josh Orty and brought in Adam Ellis, this surely yeah. just makes them stronger, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you see it, I had to sort of take a double take, you know, because it was like, whoa, are you sure? You know, this, this is crazy for them. And then to have Adam Ellis in their team is, uh, I think, you know, is as um, as um good as Josh Orty is. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's injured at the moment. So I obviously wish him the best. But, um, you know, obviously, obviously for them to sort of counteract on that as quick as they did, um, to have Adam in um, is obviously great for them. But... Going back to what you said, first of all, I mean, I think Scunthorpe are doing really good. It's, it's so hard to go there and score some points because it's so different. You know, you, you, you sort of talk to any rider that that like doesn't race there and they go, what is this track? You know, it's like so different and it's so slick and it's hard and it's different shape. And, you know, it's so hard to try and adapt there. And you do your first two rides and before you know it, you're almost getting in the meeting and they're, and they're gone. So... It's um, definitely takes a, a, a while to get set up there. Um, even with the practice days I have with um, Team GB, obviously um, Ian Sanderson, um, ATPI, obviously obviously doing all that sort of stuff. Um, they, I, I, I still went there and struggled. You know, I had the first two rides and I think I scored one point and I was like, wow, you know, this is hard. And it was only till that point that you then turn it round. So they are so strong starting the meeting and I think that's where they're getting most of their points. So, you know, credit to them and that's obviously great for them. So, Hopefully they can carry that on, but obviously not, not um, not um too far because we we're we're obviously going to be trying racing for them. So so no doubt you've got some questions about Adam Ellis's move to Scunthorpe. Well, he's with us to tell us all about it himself. Uh, first of all, though, talking about that GP qualifier, he had to go all the way to Terenzano in Italy, where he qualified after a runoff, and uh, he's now in the Grand Prix Challenge in August. So let's hear about that first, and then uh, details of his switch to Scunthorpe. He's with Ryan Guest. What a moment for yourself on Saturday, qualifying for the GP Challenge. Yeah, it was uh, it was really good. Tough meeting. Um, Strong lineup, so uh, happy to come away with uh, one of the qualifying spots. Yeah, what, what what does it mean to you? Where does it rank up there in the the achievements in your career so far? It obviously it was uh, it was a good meeting. It's you know it's nice to to get through to the next round, but still still a long way to go. It's um, just treating it as another meeting we was, and uh, happy to come away with 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 a good result. Yeah, nevertheless, uh, such a result in such a prestigious event like that must show the the steps you have taken in recent years. Yeah, it's, it's getting better. You know, I feel feel a lot better on the bike now. And um, last year was was really tough. And uh, it's nice to to come back and start to get the ball rolling. You know, I struggled a little bit in the start of the season, but now the meetings are picking up. I'm feeling uh, feeling more confident on the bike. So uh, fingers crossed, we can just keep it going and uh, keep keep getting some good results. Yeah, when you do look at that GP Challenge lineup as well, uh, certainly mouthwatering to say the least. And obviously, the the Grand Prix series is where every rider dreams of being when they when they're coming into the sport and making their way through. Absolutely, you know, everyone that starts out um, dreams of being in it, and uh, you know, it's, it is a long journey to get there. And you know, we've all had our ups and downs, and uh, it's nice to to be in the position in the Grand Prix Challenge but to have qualified for it you know last year I was was given the spot which was good but um, you know this feels more deserved so uh, got a couple of months before that meeting and got quite a lot of meetings before then so uh, it's something to look forward to for sure Also uh, linking up with Scunthorpe in the Championship as well um, I'm guessing when they got in touch was that a, was that an easy move for yourself in the end? Yeah it was it um, fitted in pretty well with uh, 
with my schedule and logistically. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy to be joining Scunthorpe and can't wait to get started. Yeah, obviously you did have some opportunities uh, abroad this year, but was it the, the, the lack of bike time maybe that, that, that made it an easier call? Yeah, I've still got team spots uh, abroad in Sweden every week and uh, Poland's, yeah, there's every now and again, depending on what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's nice to to know that I've got more meetings coming up and uh, I always feel better riding often, so um, hopefully it will turn out well. Yeah, obviously uh, replacing Josh Orty as well and uh, when you are replacing a rider who's been there for, for such a long time, I think it's 10 years or something, he's been with the Scorpions, uh, pretty big boots to fill in that respect. Yeah, he was always good round there when I was there and, um, you know, it was a shock when, when I heard that, uh, you know, Josh was... Josh was out of the team, but um, yeah, I'm there to do a job, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, I can I can do that for him. Yeah, looking at the team and the results they've picked up so far, certainly a, a surprise package, perhaps. Yeah, big win yesterday against Glasgow, which was uh, was really good for them. And um, you know, I spoke with uh, with Dave, and he they want to be pushing for in the playoffs. So uh, you know, hopefully, we'll we'll be up there come the end of the year, and everyone knows that once you reach the playoffs, anything can happen. There's Adam Ellis speaking with uh, Ryan Guest and Adam, new signing for the Scunthorpe Scorpions. Tom Brennan is with us. And uh, Tom, you know yourself, uh, you know, speedway injuries can happen at the shortest of notice. And uh, in, in a flash, you know, your, your career can be literally upside down and, and uh, obviously no income coming in and all that kind of stuff. And that's where Josh Orty finds himself now, sidelined with injury, been released by his club. And... Um, and that is the hard side of Speedway that you have to contend with as a rider, isn't it? That these things can happen, sometimes no fault of your own, but the sport and the teams have to move on and, and get other riders in there. And, and sometimes that can be at your cost. That is the nature of Speedway. Um, it's the nature of any motor sport, um, any professional athlete, um, any sport you do. You know, I mean, you can walk the road and uh, and uh, and uh, get yourself in a bit of trouble. So everything you do is dangerous. But um, unfortunately in Speedway, it just seems a little bit more so. So... <laughs> You know, it's um, it's it's definitely hard to try and take that, um, to try and have an injury, try and overcome that, but also to lose your team spot too. I mean, obviously for me, I'm obviously self-employed, and this is the only thing that I do. So, for you to to have a crash and be on the sidelines without team spot is is obviously all your earnings gone, and it's very very hard to mentally try and overcome that to even start thinking about spending more money on your bikes to get them ready to try and get them straight. You know, it's massive. It's a it's a huge thing that obviously people. Some people realise, but 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 the, but the most don't. You know, there's there's obviously a lot that, that goes on, and obviously for Josh, um, wish him all the best. And I, I know he's done a lot for the Ben Fund as well over the last couple of years. So hopefully they're helping him too. But um, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm sure the um, Swiss community will get behind him, and obviously we'll get behind a lot of injured riders. So obviously like like they did with myself. So very very grateful to have them. And obviously because Speedway is such a small community, um, the amount of messages, the amount of people that obviously give you all the support that obviously you need to get yourself back up is uh, is uh, tremendous so yeah I mean that's obviously all I can say but um, Speedway is obviously dangerous so hopefully we can we can try and stay out of that situation for a while <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and a big shout to the Ben Fund because they are there when that income stops as well aren't yeah. they because obviously yeah. it can happen very very quickly and you've still got bills yeah. to pay oh, for sure they they have completely changed the way that things have worked um, because you'll be very surprised the amount of riders that don't have their own insurance too you know they um they have the club race insurance and that's all so uh 
it's pretty hard for um because you know race insurance is um, um is definitely very expensive you know it's, it's very expensive to have and, and and if you're not earning the money you can't have it um which I, which situation i was in you know um i had no insurance so for me to have the ben fund and to have help from other people was a huge you know obviously like the crowdfunders too that was a huge thing um for me and that was a huge boost because without that i'm not, I'm not sure where i'll be now so mm. for sure they they're obviously doing a great job and um, i hope they carry on yeah absolutely absolutely and speedway itself is an expensive sport isn't it uh, you know if you're going out there like you are you're racing in a couple of leagues and doing you know maybe international stuff as well with with gb it does cost quite a bit to to even just rock up to the meeting let alone anything anything going wrong yeah yeah and that's obviously why it's so hard you know when you sort of see stuff on the internet like you know he's doing so bad where's the where's the um effort where's you know and it's hard to take you know because i obviously see it from a lot of riders and uh there's a lot of there's a lot of sweat there's a lot of soul you know there's a lot of money gone into speedway it's, it's, it's obviously hard to explain but um a meeting definitely isn't free of costs and 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 obviously don't think for one minute that that, uh, that spear rider is taking everything they earn home because it all goes straight back into it you know it's so hard to try and forget about it i mean i mean my girlfriend goes nuts at me because i, I obviously come home and i'm on about speedway and i'm on about speedway again and then i'm racing <laughs> in a week and i'm on about speedway and she's like you're not taking a minute but it's so hard to try and switch off and obviously the best riders in the world can do that you know obviously like woofy and i'm, I'm sure doily can can come home from a meeting and they can just completely switch off and then go again but in the in the sort of stage of my career that i'm at now and i'm sure for a lot of guys um it's it's very very hard to switch off and you want to try and be the best you can and you know, obviously there is some days when, when I'd like to obviously go out and, and obviously do something else, but I can't because I have to go and wash wheel bikes and uh, go race the next day. And it, it takes the majority of your life, especially from um, April to about October. So, yeah. you know, obviously it's pretty hard. And then obviously, and then we go work in the winter. So, I mean, I do myself. So it's um it's pretty hard, but at the same time, I definitely wouldn't change a thing about it. And I'm, I am very grateful for the um, opportunities that I have. And you know, I'm 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 sure there's a lot of kids out there that would uh, dream to have the life that I have. So I'm very very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, keep doing what you're doing. I think you've definitely got your head uh, in the in the right space, and uh, I think you're doing all the right things. And I think the, the results you. are going to show for that. What do you do when you're not doing speedway uh, in the off season? Then what's your what's your other job? Ah, uh, well, um, I obviously mentioned um, my um, brother Ben before, but um, last year it was um, it was uh, roofing. All oh, so right, okay. That was a huge thing for me because it was in the cold and it was like, oh no, you know, this is this is so hard and it definitely shows you what what work is, you know, because you can get very sucked into racing for your own money and and that's it, you know, and then you can think you're hard done by, but when you go and do some proper work, you know, you then sort of realize, okay, this is definitely what I want to do and you know, I'm I'm I I definitely wouldn't take those winters back because those winters are what make you stronger, you know, obviously working i think i did i did a little bit in the uh in the in the butchers too so cutting some meat and stuff like that but those those um those are winters are are definitely the times where you got to dig deep and 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 you definitely come out of them stronger and then when you start riding your spear bike you definitely feel like a new a new person so for me you know it's a part of it and it's a part of spear life and uh Hopefully, in the next coming years, I might not have to do that, but uh, I'm, not, I'm definitely not counting on it. But okay, well, yeah. but, butcher, butcher, and roofer, roofer come yeah. speedway rider. <laughs> it's uh, it's all covered. <laughs> Part time. <laughs> Tom, let's get your reaction to this. Some breaking news from the world of speedway, and uh, it's coming in from Leicester and from Kings Lynn, and it's that um, Ty Proctor has announced that he wants to be left out 
of the uh, of both of the teams for the time being. He wants some time out of the sport. Of course, he struggled for some points in the first months um, with with both teams at the moment, and uh, he's um, asked to to not be considered. Wants a few weeks out from his racing to to put things right. So we've heard a few riders, of course, um, hanging up their Kevlar's uh, either temporarily or permanently lately. And um, and here's another one with Ty. Yeah, uh, you know it's. That's always terrible to see. Um, but, you know, life life obviously takes you where you need to be and uh, maybe Speedway isn't obviously where he wants to be right now. And uh, it's hard, you know, obviously same as he's, he's in the same um, same situation as uh, Craig Cook this year too. You know, he's, he's, had the, he's had the whole year off and he's trying to come back against guys that haven't had the whole year off, you know, and it's, it's, it's obviously very hard to try and be competitive and very, very unfortunate for him because... You know, Ty Ty's a great guy, and um, I hope I hope with whatever he does now, he can he can um, hopefully come back to the sport in the next couple of years. But uh, obviously, wishing him the best with whatever he's doing, and I'm I'm, I'm sure we won't lose contact. So that's definitely definitely a big shame for for Speedway, and obviously for Kingsley and for um, for Leicester because he is no no weak rider by any means. You know, he's um he's 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 obviously been around for a long time, and yeah, that that definitely is a shame. But um. Hopefully he can uh, he can sort things out and and if he doesn't come back then you know all the best for him and, and hope he can find happiness elsewhere. So yeah, and the statement from uh, Ty Proctor is that he says my plan for this season isn't working. I need to take a few weeks out from racing and try and put things right. I want to make it clear I still love the sports and I'm not walking away from it. I just need to oh, go okay. away and hit the reset button and try and get going again. But I've tried to strike a balance between a full time job and riding for two clubs and the plan hasn't yeah. worked. And it's going to work, and it's not going to work anytime soon. I don't want to appear to be doing the dirty on my teams because I have massive respect for everyone at Leicester and also at Kings Lynn. So I'm doing what I believe is right for me and right for my clubs. Yeah. And that's and that's right. You know, obviously going back to what I was saying about Nikolai, you know, you have to be be a little bit selfish sometimes. And 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 if that isn't what he wants to do at this current time, if he needs to go away and have a think, then you know, all credit to him. Um, I believe that's obviously the right call for him if if that's what he wants to do, you know. So hopefully in a few weeks' time or a few months' time he can uh, he can regain that confidence back and obviously sort things out with himself personally and uh, come back stronger. Good stuff. OK, let's have a look through the fixtures then that are coming up. And uh, these are all in the championship between now and Monday. So on uh, Friday, Edinburgh versus Scunthorpe. And we've talked about Scunthorpe. Um, Edinburgh, always a, a worthy opponent, uh, especially at uh, Armadale. It's um, a tricky place to go, isn't it, that? Yeah, um, I've actually never ridden there. So no. I, can't, okay. <laughs> I can't really comment. But, you know, you see, obviously, Newcastle and Edinburgh are the two two tracks that are definitely a lot smaller than a, than a lot of tracks but uh, I've, I've been told it's pretty similar to Eastbourne so uh, hopefully it is and uh, when I go there it should be hopefully pretty good but Okay, well, we'll yeah. find out in time then how you go yeah. there. Um, <laughs> well, it might not be. So. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on the scores when you go. Um, yeah. Glasgow versus Eastbourne, um, we, we've mentioned that one. And the other one is Redcar versus Kent on Friday. Redcar are uh, a, another strong team, aren't they, who surely are going to be there or thereabouts come the reckoning. Yeah, I mean, they obviously have a pretty good number one or number five in um, Charles Wright. You know, he's obviously been a huge help for me for uh, Bellevue too. Um, and to have him in your one to seven lineup is always good, especially in the championship. You know, because I, he's, he's obviously obviously a very very strong rider in that league. Um, so no, they, they they've got a pretty solid team, um, and especially with that track too. You know, there's obviously every track has some form of home track advantage, but obviously that track. Um, is also another good example of that. You know, it's pretty 
pretty fast, pretty good racetrack. But if you have it set up there, then obviously you're pretty good. So, you know, obviously it's hard to say um, because obviously wouldn't want them to go out and win everything. But, you know, obviously wish them all the best too. Same as with every club, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure they'll be here for the long run, same as every other club is. So, I think the red car track is almost exactly the same size as the Cardiff track. If uh, if ever you want to go for a practice at Cardiff, uh, then uh, <laughs> yeah. Red Car's probably your yeah, place to I'll go. Be, I'll be ready for Red Car. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Sure. Um, Saturday, Berwick versus Glasgow. Uh, again, another track that I think some riders either love or hate. It's quite a yes. big track, that one, isn't it, with narrow yes. straights? Definitely a tricky track. Um, it's, a, it's a very... It's, it's, it's kind of mentally tough, you know, because you, you, you're obviously going on the straight so fast and it's so narrow. And then you got to throw it in the corner at 100 mile an hour, and you think, "Wow, you know, that, this is this is really quick." And uh, if you're relaxed and stable, um, you go fast there. But if you're tense and you turn hard, which occasionally I do quite a lot, <laughs> you, you obviously struggle, you know. So it's definitely a pretty hard track to get set up on. But um, they, them boys, have been there for quite a while. And like we were saying about Leon before, he's obviously been there for a while, and, and it's literally in his back garden. So he's been going good. Um, so I'm 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 pretty sure they you know they should be pretty strong around their home track. So yeah, and the other Saturday fixture, Leicester against Newcastle. Uh, Leicester, the reigning champions, albeit from the year previous, but um, they've uh, had a defeat this last week and maybe a slight wobble. And, and Newcastle, of course, um, were the team to defeat them at uh, Bruff Park last weekend, and yep. maybe Leicester looking for revenge on that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um... On, uh, on obviously with their team, obviously Leicester. I know, I know that they've had. I think maybe Josh Bates um, has, has been injured. Um, you know, again, like um, like on so many teams in uh, British Speedway, it's um, one, once you have a few team changes, it definitely unsettles your whole your whole team atmosphere. So for them, um, I'm, I might give them a bit of an upset, but I'm pretty sure that you know, same thing with the home track advantage around uh, Leicester. It's pretty similar to Eastbourne. You know. If, such a different track and technical track that um that obviously you need to use your head around it isn't it definitely isn't flat out and hold on you know it's um it's it's a very very technical track so if you set up there same as any other track you know you, you're definitely going to go good but um Leicester has always been a strong team and obviously they they won pretty much all the leagues in 2019 which I can remember so uh you know for them I'm 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 more than certain that they will be coming back stronger and uh, I'm I'm sure that loss against Newcastle won't be in their minds for very long on Sunday, Newcastle in action again uh, at home at Bruff Park, um, up against Plymouth. Now the thing here is, Bjarne Pedersen, of course, riding for Plymouth, and he used to ride for Newcastle for quite a long time, <laughs> many years ago. So they've got a bit of home track advantage of Plymouth there. Yeah, he's obviously he's, he's going to be good, but again, it was a pretty long time ago, and there's and there's some pretty good riders for um, for Newcastle. So you know, it's I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure the um, switch to British Speedway for uh, Biano hasn't been as straightforward as probably what he might have imagined. You know, it's um, definitely a pretty hard league, and 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 um, a lot of these guys can take it for granted. You know, obviously, same as Crumpy. Um, he's been he's been world champion three times, and comes comes back in this. And you know, it's 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 definitely an eye opener. You know, they're obviously a little bit older and a little bit a little bit <laughs> more tired, but uh, they are. They are still the great riders that they obviously once were, and uh, I'm sure Bjarne and Crumpy, if he's fit, will be absolutely fine. And they also have in that in that uh, Plymouth team, they have um, obviously the uh, French rider Stephen Gray. He's obviously changed his life around to come race for British Speedway, and uh, he's obviously left all his family and left what he's known. So for him, it's definitely different tracks than what he's normally riding. Um, so uh, no, I think uh, Plymouth have a pretty pretty strong team. So 
you know, it'd be a pretty tight one, I think. I think it depends who Newcastle are getting as a reserve to replace Ben Barker as well, because they had um, Stevie yeah. Worrell, didn't they, in the in yeah. the in the meeting last weekend. So if they can get him back, um, maybe oh, that yeah. would uh, that would certainly tip yeah. the balance in Newcastle's favour, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Stevie's a great rider, and if they can have him again, that's definitely a definite advantage to them. So whoever they get. The other fixture, Scunthorpe against Edinburgh. It's the return of that uh, that Friday night one. Um, I think we've, we've spoken about both of those teams, but again, uh, that's that could be a close meeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think every meeting at the moment is close, you know, because all the teams want to win so bad, and uh, all all the riders. I mean, I know we're a couple of months into the season now, but it's still very much. We've had a year out before then, and, and people are still out to prove themselves. So, obviously, not not um, not just for themselves personally, but obviously for their sponsors and for their family and. For for every rider at the moment in British Speedway, they want to do the best they can. So every meeting at the moment is going to be pretty tight. And uh, like you say, I think Scunthorpe's, Scunthorpe's again a pretty tricky track. But if but if um, Edinburgh can get set up pretty early, then I think there'd be no problem. So I think it'd be a pretty tight one. Fantastic stuff, well, Tom Brennan. It's been great speaking with you, uh, you on this much. episode, and thanks for all your your insight and, and the very best of luck, of course, for the for the rest of the season. There's there's lots still to come. What are you uh, particularly focused on through the course of the the upcoming few months? What's what's your aims? Um, it's just to just to try and enjoy myself. You know, obviously, it's pretty easy to get sucked into the uh, seriousness of speedway sometimes, and uh, I think the best riders in the world can uh, can uh, sort of balance that out you know and uh, for me it's to try and uh, try and enjoy myself to try and um, do as many meetings as I can you know I obviously want to try and um, take every opportunity I have with both hands and uh, try and just just I mean it's very well you know obviously I, I want to try and win everything I can but that obviously isn't isn't realistic so for me it's just to try and keep keep on the pace and uh, to keep proving to myself that I'm getting better every weekend and even if the points don't show that as uh, as long as I'm comfortable and as long as I'm pushing myself to the limit every time then then i'm more than happy so for me it's just to try and continue with my head down and keep my head head up well head down head up you know whichever way you want to look at it but uh <laughs> no for me it's, it's it's definitely a hard one but i, I want to try and stay focused and uh, just try and prove prove to myself more than anything that um that i can do this so yeah, well, I think you certainly can. And I think uh, not just Bellevue fans and Eastbourne fans, but I think uh, all of British Speedway were well and truly behind you uh, uh, last weekend. And, and you certainly made your name, I think, uh, for, for anybody who uh, wasn't particularly aware of you as to what you can do. And um, and long may it continue. All the best for it. Yeah, thank you very much. And yeah, I, I also would like to say a massive thank you to um, to all those people that you know sent me all the nice messages, sent me all the support. And uh, for me, that was a huge boost for me. So uh you know, also, also a big thank you to um, to um, all my team that obviously continue to support me and uh, continue to back me, and obviously all my all my uh, sponsors and people that have put their hard earned money into in, into me and, and, and obviously into my racing. So obviously, definitely wouldn't be there without them. And uh, like we say, hope I can carry this form on, and, and I'm definitely enjoying it at the moment. So I don't really see any reason why we can't. So thank th- thank you very much. My thanks to Tom Brennan and everybody else who's appeared on this episode of No Breaks, No Fear. Of course, keep up to date with everything that's happening with your club through the course of the coming days by heading online, speedwaygb.co.uk. You're always going to have all the latest news, all the results and all the fixtures always available and up to date at speedwaygb.co.uk. And uh, don't forget that we'll be back next Tuesday with another edition of No Breaks, No Fear. You can listen on any podcast 
podcast platform. And if you've got a smart speaker as well, you can ask your smart speaker to play the British Speedway podcast. Enjoy your week in Speedway wherever it takes you, and we'll see you next week on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.